This week on the Drew Goodman Podcast with Julie Brownman, the Nolan Arenado trade rumors are not stopping. Kind of thought it would go away, but it's not. It's not, which which lends some credence to the fact that there are conversations that are being uh, at some level entertained. The future of Tom Brady. What Bill Belichick may be going, hey, you know, that Lamar Jackson looking offense and all these young quarterbacks who can run, that may be something we need to continue to be elite. And later in the show, Drew and Julie have your chance to win $50 in Boyer's Coffee. This is the Drew Goodman Podcast with Julie Brownman. And we're off with podcast number 26. I don't know why I keep yeah, each one. I think we're just amazed we're still doing a podcast. Yeah. Right? It's <laughs> three. So we've exceeded that. We've done quite nicely. So I was yeah. driving up here because we're taping it on, on a Monday night at mm-hmm. your uh, palatial estate again. Mm-hmm. And, we're, you know, it was around 5 o'clock, and, you know, it's a mess coming north. Anyhow, I was listening to – they do this periodically on Sirius. They have the Billy Joel channel. Now, I'm a huge Billy Joel Because he's a fan. New Yorker. Um, that is part of it. In fact, yeah. at, at um, my wedding, one of the must – in fact, the only song I can remember that I, that I had to have played uh-huh. by the band uh-huh. was I'm in a New York state of mind. Did you get married in New York? No, I got married um, at Mount Princeton. Oh, God, I love Mount Princeton. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, so you were listening to the Billy Joel channel. So I was listening to the Billy Joel channel, and they were doing, um, and this was really kind of neat, because they were doing a and a with him where, you know, all these fans, he was actually down in Miami, I think it was a couple years ago. But so many of Billy Joel's songs either resonate with me or they're, they're so well written, they, they make you think. Is there an artist that, for you, does that? Oh, God, that's putting me on the spot. Um, you know, off the top, I, that resonates with me. Um, I love Peter Gabriel, but I don't think Shock the Monkey resonates with me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I have to think about that. <laughs> Shock the Monkey right now. You know, another, you know, another group that I just love their music is mm-hmm. Zach Brown Band. Yeah, they played a chorus, didn't they? They did. They've played a f- two or three times. Okay, at Field. as the play-by-play guy for the Rockies, do you get special access to Zach Brown tickets or any of the concerts? It would be great, the, but you have to think about your question. They have to coordinate it when the Rockies are on the road, right? So I could, I have no, I probably know would be the answer to that. <laughs> um, my family has gone every year, mm-hmm. um, but I would love to have. You know, seeing him at Coors Field. I saw him in spring training a year ago. Mm. He was playing an outdoor venue down in Phoenix. Don't ask me the name of the outdoor venue off the top of my head, but I I saw him there. And I always look at the tour to see if, oh man, he's in Milwaukee and we're in Milwaukee, that kind of thing. But I love that brown day. Hey, speaking of Coors Field and the Rockies, that brings us to our What's Hot segment, which is sponsored by Boyer's Coffee, which we will, one of our new sponsors, we'll hear about a little bit later. By the way, we had a contest running for $50 in Boyer's Coffee. We had a contest where you go to the DrewGoodmanPodcast.com. We asked the question, what does coffee and sports have in common? Our winner is Jill Tomlinson-Gent, and we'll be getting in touch with her. Great. Yeah. Congratulations, Jill, and thanks for listening to the podcast. Yeah. So the What's Hot segment, sponsored by Boyers, is it's not going away, Drew. The 
Nolan Arenado. <laughs> going away. <laughs> you are not I, I going away. You're still here. <laughs> You're still here. Oh, no, um, the Nolan The stories. Nolan story is not going away. John Morrissey's been on this. He's the. I think he's kind of the lead guy on this. I think it was a couple of days ago he tweeted out that um, six about six teams have inquired about Nolan Arenado. Um, the Dodgers may be one of them, but the Rockies don't want, obviously, I mean, that would be... You can't trade in the division unless, unless, they, unless it's so lopsided. You're just setting yourself up for unpleasantness. Oh, gosh. But the, I guess the most concerning was, and again, this is coming from a reporter, said the chances are 50-50 that he's going to be traded, that the Rockies want a young, dynamic, right-hander, right-handed hitter in center field. Among other players that they would like. See, here, here's my thing, Julie. I, I will. I don't want to completely change my tune. I, I said to you, because we've now discussed this on the podcast uh, at least a couple of times, right? Yeah, we're on our third time. I kind of thought it would go away, but it's not. It's not, which, which lends some credence to the fact that there are conversations that are being... Uh, at some level, entertained. And, and my initial thought was, no way, it's never going to happen. No way, never going to happen. Yeah. And now I'm less convicted on that. And it got me thinking, Julie, as as somebody who would be a – anybody out there is a diehard Rockies fan. Listen, I'm a diehard Rockies fan, but I, you know, I, I work in the capacity that I do. What – what could Nolan bring back where you'd say, man, I am going to miss him playing third base and hitting in the middle of the lineup. It makes me sick. But if they were able to get back A, B, and C or X, Y, and Z, then, man, maybe that would be okay. I mean, the thought sickens me as a Rockies fan, and I can't, I can't see it. I guess it'd have to be a really great pitcher who's not – at the tail end of his career. It'd have to be a name. It would have to be... Somebody who's doing it right now. Somebody who's doing it. Right. I mean, it'd have to be upper echelon. Yeah. I, I Well, listen, he's a future Hall of Famer. Yeah. Barring an injury, Nolan Arenado will go to the Hall of Fame. And we're, you know, in, in the next couple of weeks, is January 21st, circle that on your, on your calendar, everybody, because that's when we'll find out if Larry Walker made the Hall of Fame. And, and we'll mm -hmm. be discussing it here, and hopefully he does, and we'll get Larry on uh, yeah. if, that, if that's the case. But if Nolan continues on this path, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's going to be a shoe-in Hall of Famer. Uh, and, and I'm I'm with you. I mean that we you want all your great players never to leave your team, never to you know get old and gray and have to retire. And we'll get to another guy in a moment with that. So I was thinking, man, it, you know, if if they're going to move him, it's got to be to your point, Julie. Somebody for me because pitching is so hard to come by for the Rockies. No, nobody's going to sign up to go play for the Rockies. So you have to develop it or trade for it. So it's got to be not some great prospects. looking prospect. Oh because God, I there, don't hear it. Yeah, because prospects still fail. They, there's right. a lot of prospects that never became subjects, right, or stars, right. right. Um, so for me, I'll give you a name out there. This isn't going to happen because he's already got. He already was traded. Corey Kluber was hurt most of last year, but Corey Kluber's an, a true ace. Cleveland moved him to Texas. If again, this is not going to happen because he already got moved, but. If it were Nolan Arenado to Cleveland for Corey Kluber and their top two prospects, then I'd say, and, and these guys were really good prospects, 
then I would say, okay, hmm, let me let me chew on that because it it comes back to what you said, Julie. You, you, if it's all prospects, it, it may turn out great, right? But it also may turn out not so great. You almost want to get, especially from the pitching standpoint, you want to get somebody back that you know is upper echelon. So I was talking to a friend the other day, and we're just he's a casual sports fan. I was mentioning this, and he said, well, why would the Rockies trade Nolan Arenado? It's a great question. I mean, for a lot of fans, they want to know the answer to that. Right. Um, you know, the Rockies came out within 48 hours at the end of the season and said, hey, we're, we're not in a rebuilding mode, despite the fact that we had a disappointing season the previous two years with basically a very similar cast. We were in the postseason. Um, and... The only way you trade him, from my standpoint, I don't make decisions, obviously, is where you feel it will help you get better in the next couple of years. And to me, some of that's pitching. You say, well, how are you better if you don't have the all-star third baseman who's without— Who helps you at the plate and uh, right. take away runs. Right, yeah. exactly. The one one of the areas under Billy Schmidt, the Rockies have really excelled. Billy Schmidt is their vice president of scouting. He's outstanding at what he does. The Rockies, and we we know the names historically, they really crank out outstanding position players. You know, Charlie Blackman became a, a truly he became a superstar yeah. offensively. Nolan obviously became a superstar. David Dahl, if he you know David hopefully has good health for 150 plus games this year. Star level player. I mean, Trevor Story, superstar level level player. So if I'm if I'm sitting up there as a decision maker with the Rockies, the area that they've always struggled with naturally has been on the pitching end. So if you can trade one of the you know a guy like that and get a ransom, what what's that term? Uh, you know, King's uh, ransom. King's ransom. Thank you. In return, as Tough as it will be to swallow initially, and and if you're watching in in late March and early April, and Nolan's not at third, and he's not in the middle of your lineup hitting third or fourth, it's like, where is he? Tough. Mm -hmm. But if you're better, because the bottom line in sports is winning, right? Right. And if they win, people quickly forget they they embrace the new cast. Yeah. It's just like the Broncos, tough four four not good years, right? They start winning. They'll they'll find the jerseys of the guys that are representing them. Yeah, I'll be perfectly honest. It's hard for me to imagine the Rockies winning without Nolan there. But and I guess it's just a story that we'll continue to follow. And it's not necessarily a story yet. It's 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 rumors. It's but but rumors that again aren't going away. They're not they're not going away, Julie. And that means there's there's got to be even though the the Rockies are very good at keeping things close to the vest and, mm -hmm. and not leaking information. There, there's got to be something to it because on the other end, you know, these reporters aren't just, you know, making stuff up. They're right. they're talking to somebody, whether it be other GMs or assistant GMs or people in the know with other organizations or agents who are saying, no, there's some legitimacy there. I still, I I was the term I was using the term shocked over the last month when this came up. At, when people said, is he going to get traded? And, and you and I conversing on this podcast. And now I'm going to remove shocked, but I still will be somewhat surprised if he's not a Rocky this year. I will be. I will be. So that uh, What's Hot segment is brought to you by Boyer's Coffee, which gets us into the, I guess, next subject of it would be weird to see this person in a different uniform. And we're talking about Tom Brady. 
So the Patriots lose to Tennessee in the playoffs. So they are ousted out of the playoffs. And immediately, I don't know if you saw the, I mean, immediately the reporters are talking to Tom Brady about his future and talking to Bill Belichick about his future. It is hard for me to see somebody else taking snaps, you know, other than Tom Brady. But that's very realistic that he's not going to be back with the Patriots next season. Well, it's a two-pronged, you know, type of conversation. Yeah, I mean, it'd be absolutely bizarre watching the New England Patriots and 12s not under center and, and dropping back to pass. And we've seen that on, a, on an occasion when he got hurt uh, in the past. But you're right. But it goes back to something that we were talking about a few minutes ago. At some point in time, Julie, it comes to an end for professional athletes. And it also, from, from an organization standpoint, even though they went 12-4 and four this year, when you watch the Patriots, they seemed unpatriot-like offensively. Now, can you fix it by getting you know, another wide receiver? Somebody, it seemed like nobody was open when Brady was throwing. Yeah. Can you, can you help him out and then maybe get another year or two out of him? Yeah, potentially, but maybe Bill Belichick, less so Robert Kraft because I, you know, he has a love affair with Brady. Yeah, um, I, Bill Belichick may be going, hey, you know that Lamar Jackson looking offense and all these young quarterbacks who can run, that may be something we need to continue to be elite. Because well, even though they went twelve and four, I don't look at them as elite, and obviously they're gone now. So here you're, but but think about what is out there. Okay, so these are the free agent quarterbacks. Think about if they were going to, would this person look right in a Patriots uniform? Teddy Bridgewater, Andy Dalton, Philip Rivers, Marcus Mariota. Um, let's see, trade possibilities, Jacoby Brissett, Alex Smith, Cam Newton, Josh Rosen. I mean, none of those people go, yeah, to me, that is, that's what the Patriots need to do, right? Yeah, though we've seen some journeymen people put on a Patriot uniform, and all That's of a true. sudden they become, you know, candidates for Canton. It seemed like right, right. You know, none of those guys get you super excited. Jacoby Brissett is interesting, but he's had to, to go around but there. But you'd have to pry him. You know, yeah. I mean, it's not like Indianapolis is saying, "Hey, here you go." And being 12 and four, they're not picking, they're not going to get Tua, who, as we taped today, announced that he is going to, um, uh, you know, forego his final year at Alabama. Mm-hmm. Not a surprise, even though he, he hurt his hip significantly. I just think at, at some point, this is where overall, as fans and even as organizations like Robert Kraft, he owns the Patriots, it is hard to say goodbye. We did a lot, Julie, and you've been around the Rockies a ton. We did a lot with Carlos Gonzalez, who who is, you know, Cargo had some terrific years. He doesn't rise to the level of a Tom Brady. I mean, right. Tom Brady's one of the, you know, probably five most impactful NFL players ever, regardless of position. But Cargo was part of the sports fabric in here in Colorado. Yeah, and it was hard when, mm-hmm. when all of a sudden the, the Rockies rolled out a team and Cargo wasn't there. And for yeah. people who, like you and I, who were there all the time, wasn't in the clubhouse, wasn't in the dugout. You didn't see him walking by during BP. Um but then you take a guy like Tom Brady. It's hard when we have to say goodbye to our sports heroes. But we know, man, it's a Tom 20 years in the NFL. Are you kidding me? The, yeah. Who does that? And he knows that. I mean, that's like one of the first things he said. He's like, I've been so blessed. So let me ask you a question that's not going to happen, but this is fun no, to I know chew where on. You're going. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll just give you, I'll give you a choice. If you could 
if the Broncos could sign Tom Brady for three years, now he's 42 now, would you take it and have Drew Locke wait on the bench? Or would you go, no, we want Drew Locke. We are going to, we are going to refuse on Tom Brady. And the price was right for Tom Brady. Yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating question because I, I don't want to give a flippant answer. I would. Two years. I know I get really. Okay. You're changing, you're changing yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Cause three stretch. Three's a long. Yeah. Stretch, but this is different from the Peyton Manning deal. Peyton Manning, the, the Broncos needed a quarterback so badly. It, 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 here's part of it, Julie. If Drew Locke in his last five games, he gets to play the last five games, and they went one and four instead of four and one, and he was like, mm, didn't do anything, you know, like anybody's. You right. Know, uh, well, who run. was the guy that I uh, forgot his name already? That's terrible. That played before him this season. Oh, the kid from Arkansas. Yeah, that kid. Yeah, he's not a terrible. You can't remember. I know, but you can't remember his name either. Brandon Allen. There of course, I can. Okay. <laughs> he wasn't me? terrible, but no, he wasn't I know, impactful. Right. You, you, right. You, were, you wouldn't say Brandon Allen's your quarterback right. of the future and, and right. he's gonna he can win a Super Bowl for you. You know I'm in on Drew Locke. I, and I'm not somebody who makes quick decisions on quarterbacks, but you know, we keep coming back to that word moxie and, and he, he did a lot of things and we're we're in an age where you gotta be able to move. The quarterback's gotta be able to move the launch point, buy more time, or tuck it down and all of a sudden scramble for, for a dozen yards on third and ten. Drew Locke can do all of those things. Um Tom Brady's not the answer here. If he was merely trying to sell tickets, and the Broncos have never had a problem selling tickets, they've had sellouts in the long they had nineteen thousand no shows this year they, for a game. But those tickets were sold, right? So, yeah, but you and, want to make money on everything, right? Merchandise, you want to make money on parking, you want to make money on food. Drew Locke did enough that I think they're going to be better moving forward with Drew Locke. Their offensive line isn't great. Tom Brady okay. needs a very good offensive line in front of them. Okay, so I'm going to drop he, it to one year. <laughs> Boy, what a negotiator you I'm are. Gonna, yeah, I'm a way better negotiator than you are. One Tom year. Tom Brady, one year. Yep, but Drew Locke has to sit on the bench. Yeah, he's going to you know, piss off a young guy who feels like, hey, I did everything during that I don't job. flip and care. Uh, I like Drew Locke, too. Tom but... flipping Brady, exactly. right? Exactly. Like Come on, Peyton Drew. F- Peyton, uh, yeah. Oh, BFM. I don't care about his, Drew's feelings. Sorry. Mm-hmm. But it's Tom Brady. I just sounded like a bitch. So you would. <laughs> um, you... I'll take Tom Brady for a year. Yeah. You would take Drew Locke. Okay. That's, and I like Drew Locke, but you would take Drew Locke. If if you said Tom Brady for a year, just because I live in Denver and this is, it would be a lot of fun. Yeah. So I'm going to go. I'll take Brady for a year. But if you're talking about beyond that, wouldn't that be weird? I mean, Peyton Manning. It wasn't. It, it was a long, long time in Indy. Granted, but he had a lot left. And I'm not. I still think Brady has a year or two of high quality football left. Right. And I would love to see him in the AFC because I do think he's got a, a big ego and would say, really? Okay. Let me show you this. And I think he could back that up. Every, every athlete worth, worth their salt is able to find fuel somewhere, find some feeling where they were disrespected or whatever. That's an interesting question though, Julie. That's what I try and come up with. Hey, yeah. when we come back, we're going to speak to a former broadcasting partner or you spoke to George Frazier. And I guess, um, I mean, he's, he was very popular here and we all want to know what George is up to. So you had a chance to catch up with him. We will do a little bit more of NFL postseason. We will do, we'll play a little game. We'll do a lot of 
I like fun games. stuff. You games, like games are fun. Okay. You know what I'm going to do now? I'm going to tell you about our good friends at Ideal Home Loans because you know what? You, you're probably taking a deep breath now out of the holidays and we, we all love the holiday season and it kind of runs from Thanksgiving right through Christmas and the New Year's. Um, but you may be thinking about, okay, I have a lot of debt now. I want to consolidate my debt or I want to refinance my home or maybe you're buying the whole family a, a new uh, holiday uh, gift and that's a new home. If you're doing it, you're going to need a loan. Look no further than our friends at Ideal Home Loans, 303-867-7000. It's Ideal Home Loans, 303-867-7000. They're terrific at what they do. They're the preferred mortgage provider of the Colorado Rockies for the last several years. They're locally owned and operated. Brent Ivinson's had this company started it back in 2001. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. I just did a loan with them. Um, you're going to be thrilled with the service you get, um, with the promptness, with the efficiency, with all of the things that you want when you are looking for a loan or trying to consolidate debt, any of those things. Give them a call. Ideal Home Loans, 303-867-7000, 303-867-7000. And they also, each week, bring us our interview. So this week's Ideal Home Loans interview, old partner, George Frazier. George, one of the questions I get all the time is, how's Frazier? Do you talk to him still? And I said, yeah, I talked to him three times in the last two days. George, how are you doing, man? Good, everybody. George is doing good. I'm, I'm still kind of enjoying the baseball side of it. Um, I go to my son's Parker's practice. Of course, we have camp where we teach some pitchers, and we've done a lot with that in the last 10 years. Uh, and I've kind of helped take a little more control of that since I retired. Uh, kind of the backstory on that. Uh, we put 140 kids in school and over three and a half million dollars in scholarship money. So okay. that's one of our, that's kind of one of our main things we like to do. That's one of the things we make things help and make things better for all these kids and while they're around and what they're doing. And, and so, I mean, you know, that's, uh, that's the cool part of what we do. Uh, been involved in some private, private business stuff and staying busy doing that. And I'm still broadcasting a little bit. Yeah, I, do the, I do the OU games and then I do the Big 12 tournaments. So I'm still, still got my hand in that, but not as much, obviously, as I did in the past. You're not traveling as much. And I imagine after all those years going back to your playing days, even in Oklahoma and then professional days, you're enjoying not being on the road as much. Absolutely. And when I retired, um, I'd been doing it. You, you throw OU in there. You know, 47 years and there are 45 years. And that's a lot of, a lot of hotels, a lot of airfares, a lot of different times. Uh, and more importantly, it's time watching, missing your kids grow up. Uh, you know, we had six grandchildren. I'm able to go to a majority of their games when I can. Um, busy with that. Uh, the kids all come around. We always have a Sunday family dinner and get caught up on everything with all my kids and what's going on in their lives and what's going on in the grandkids' lives. And so, yeah, it's kind of fun to be home. You know, my dad told me I have a reason to get out of bed every day. And I got a lot of reasons to get out of bed every day and stay busy versus watching CNN or watching a ball game or watching a basketball game. I've got a lot of reasons to get out of bed and stay busy and keep going. That's what keeps you young. And for those who go to Rockies Fantasy Camp, they get to see you still because you're the commissioner of Fantasy Camp and you have a blast with that. <laughs> you had a great deal of success pitching in the 80s and you have a lot of great stories. You were a character, but who were some of the biggest characters you played with and why? Oh, my gosh. Man, you're talking about a long list here now. We only got a lot of time. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you know, guys, I mean, there's just certain people like Goose Gossage with the Yankees. 
great competitor, wonderful guy, but in the locker room, he kept everything light. Yeah. Uh, you know, Oscar Gamble. We called him Gucci Gamble because everything he bought was Gucci, and he had to have a Rolls Royce just like Reggie Jackson's. You know, and I'm thinking, why? You know, Bobby Brown had to have one. Downtown Bobby Brown had to have him a Rolls Royce. Well, he had a guy buy it for him and ship it, and he didn't realize it's a right-hand drive. It's from England, you dummy. Shows what? up, and it's a right-hand drive car. Yeah. I mean, you know, you run into these guys everywhere you go. I mean, from Ken Herbeck to Kirby Puckett to... He just did crazy, crazy stuff all the time. Yeah, but those are the guys you remember in the game. Uh, what? You know, Dave, Dave Rigetti. I mean, guys that you remembered. Certain stories, somebody will say a name out loud uh, in the food room at Coors Field with eight or nine scouts around. They'll mention the guy's name, and all of a sudden it'll trigger six or seven stories with me about that guy. What's your favorite Reggie story? Well, <laughs> 81 playoffs were in Milwaukee eating, and we went downstairs in the Fister to eat in the English room. And it's a very, you know, stuffy, high-profile starch deal. you got to have a coat on. Right. You know, you gotta, you got to have a coat on. And Reggie didn't have a coat. And it's him and me and Dennis Wirtz. And we go in there. The guy says, Mr. Jackson, love to have your business, but you got to have a coat on. We have one. And he just reaches up and grabs one. Reggie probably wore a 50 <laughs> coat. This is like a 38. He puts it on. He walks over to the table and he goes, I need a little room. He stretches and he pops both sleeves off the jacket and splits it down the back. And he continues to eat his dinner in the, in the jacket. Yeah. But, uh, you know, those those kind of things. Here's something for you about Reggie. He pulls a calf muscle in the 81 playoffs. And Gary Roderick worked for Pony Shoes at the time, and, and Reggie had a big pony deal. So they're trying to figure out how can we take pressure off the heel. Well, he finds a shoemaker down in, in the Bronx that comes in, and he puts like a lift underneath between the cleat and the leather of the shoe. They re-sew it, put this white thing, white strip of foam in there to take the pressure off his heel. There's where your eviated sole came from on all your all your baseball shoes. It was all of a sudden all Nike and all these guys were like, hey, wow, that looks like a good idea. This might work. Let's try it on our shoes. And so Reggie was the first one to do that. Uh, in 1981 playoffs so they could eliminate some of the pressure off his calf muscles so he could play. How'd you get along with Billy Martin? We got along great. Um, you know, was was everybody knows all the drinking stories and everything else. We always loved Sundays because he would obviously stay out all night, sleep on the couch in his uniform, walk out at 1.30 for a 2.15 game. The lineup would be on the door and a do not disturb, and he'd walk out with sunglasses and manage every game. Like it was the seventh game of the World Series. And and that's one thing about Billy that I loved about him was that he could really manage, and he could really manage people. You know, you hear about all the stories, the fights and all that stuff. That's just a small part of it. I mean, he, he could really manage a locker room, and he could manage the press. Everybody's scared of him. And he managed the ball club. You wanted yeah. to win for him. You know, you wanted to win for that guy when you walked down. On, I remember one time I pitched four days in a row in like eight innings. I walked in his office. I said, Billy, I said, if there's any way you can give me a day today, and he had his glasses on, he put them down, he looked up at me, and he goes, so you're telling me if I need an out in the seventh inning, you can't get me an out to win this baseball game tonight. I said, you got it. I went in and ate, you know, 20 title and all, and here I am. Uh, <laughs> and I ended up getting a double play in the seventh, and he goes, you're done. Told you you could do it. You know, and I'm just like, yeah, I knew I could do it, but I didn't really want to. You know, he goes, you get tomorrow, I'll have to worry about it. All right, I got to have you tell one story before I segue and ask you about the Rockies. 
Tell me the infamous drunken parakeet story. <laughs> well, I'm playing in the Dominican Republic, and we have a Cuban pitcher that had defected to the United States. He's pitching for the Tigers, and his wife wanted a parakeet. <laughs> I'm like, what are you going to do with a parakeet? First of all, how are you going to get back? You know, you can't bring birds back in the United States. You can't bring fruit back. Oh, you know all the list. Right. I'm like, how are you guys going to get this back? So they start thinking about it. Well, she gets a sanitary sock, which is the long sock you used to wear underneath your stirrups. And she takes this parakeet and gives us some Dominican rum. And then she ties it in the sanitary, dangling between her legs, tied to her underwear to go through customs. <laughs> and I'm like, so you're for a, a drunken bird that's knocked out because you can't have that thing tweeting when you're going through there. <laughs> Just a drunken bird. Hanging between your legs, passed out, and you could get deported back to Cuba. Are you serious? So about, you know, two or three days passed, I called a guy. I said, hey, you made it through. How's the bird? He goes, dude, the bird didn't wake up for like two days. I said, what? So I took him to the vet. I said, is there anything wrong with this bird? And they told him, told the vet everything they did. He goes, nah, he just drunk passed out. He'll wake up in a little while. And he did. I don't know if they still got the damn bird or not. 30 years later, they live forever. But I'm thinking, why would you risk being deported back to Cuba and have a drunk bird hanging between your legs as you walk through customs with a dress on? Do you know how many times I wanted to have you tell that story on the air? But our good buddy, Kenny Miller, who was our executive producer, he would always, when I started going down that path, I would immediately get a text. Don't let Frazier tell that story. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, you can't do that kind of stuff. Everybody get mad at you. Yeah, it, it, you'd have all the bird people getting really upset with you and the animal lovers, and I get it, and I understand. Yeah. And that, yeah. along with Rennie Stennett taking me up in the mountains to a voodoo doctor to get his leg worked on. You wouldn't get out of that car, though, right? I would not get out of the car, and I rolled the windows up and locked the door. That dude come out of that tent with smoke and horns come out of his head. I'm done. I'm staying right here in this car. You can go in there, but I'm staying right here. He came in there, he came back out, he played pretty good for a couple of days, and then it started hurting again. The old witch doctor. Yeah, I'm out on the witch doctor thing. I know you still follow the Rockies closely, root hard for them. What do you think about all the Nolan rumors? Is there any scenario where that works? If you get the right prospects back, that's number one. You've got to have impact people coming back. And do you feel, is Rodgers ready to go to third? Can we move story to third? Is Rodgers ready to play short? Uh, are we going to be able to fill this gap? I don't think you are because it's 35, 40 home runs, 120 RBIs. This defense has saved games every night. That's not going to be easy to replace, obviously. Do I think there's some validity to this? Absolutely. I do. Um, I think there's enough clubs that have got leaked out a little bit that the Rockies would listen. So they're making those phone calls. They're doing their due diligence on it. I think the one thing that will scare teams away is he can leave me in two years. He can opt out of this thing two years. If Nolan were to want to waive that opt-out clause and stay with to a club where he went, where he thought he was going to win a world championship, it's all about winning. I mean, Nolan has, has enough money. He ain't ever going to spend the money he's got. So if you have that, it becomes winning. And once you get a taste of winning, you want to keep winning. And they won the two previous years to last year. I think sometimes as a player you get frustrated uh, because of the losing. Uh, I've read comments where he said, I don't want to be Todd Helton and play 17 years, love Todd to death. I don't want to be in more than one playoff or two years of playoffs and maybe one World Series by the time my career is over. 
I want that opportunity to put a ring on. He sees the celebrations. He sees what it does for people when they win a world championship. So I think there is some truth to this. I don't now would they trade him? Well, I tell you that you know you pull that trigger, you better hope you're getting a whole lot back. Uh, to quite honestly, more than what you got back for Tudor Whiskey, uh, who at the time was a great player. But as I've said to you in the past, you traded Walker, you traded away Vinny Castilla, Dante Pichette, Ellis Burks, Matt Holiday. I mean, the list is long of all stars. People are still going to come to Coors Field. People are still going to turn on the TV. They're still going to watch the games. Uh, there's been tremendous big name people that have been traded in the game. That the game went on. It's going to yeah. go on. You're still going to play. Now, the but bottom to line, Nolan, to trade Nolan, boy, you better make sure it's the right trade. And you better make sure these guys are going to be guys that's going to benefit you and they're going to help you right away. None of this, oh, he threw well in the DR. I don't want to hear that. If I'm a fan, I don't want to hear that. Uh, but it comes down again, hey, listen, uh, you know, Shaw McGee and, and Davis haven't performed like they wanted them to. If they performed in their history of what they had done previous, you're probably in the playoffs last year, too. Yeah, that's too simple. Point. It's just plain and simple. I mean, there's no starters. You know, I mean, okay, Scherzer, what, do you have five complete games? Nobody does that anymore. So you've got to have that bullpen. You have to have it. It'll always be about pitching. The Rockies have done a marvelous job in terms of producing and developing great offensive players. The pitching has always been the issue in terms of getting enough high-quality arms. Well, you don't know, you know what's going to happen when all of a sudden, you know, they're in the big leagues with the big lights and double decks. We've seen more failures than we've seen success stories when it gets yep. on the mound, on the mound. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it takes a special kind of guy. I mean, you know, they tried the free agency thing with Hampton and Nagel, then that went away. Then they tried uh, Daryl Kyle, that went away. Okay, we need to develop our own guys. They did, and then all of a sudden Anderson's hurt. John Gray had a little bumps in the road when he went. Chad Bettis, unfortunately, got cancer, came back, wasn't the same guy. He's no longer there anymore. So guys that were winning that, you got to have at least three guys win 10 to, 4, 10 to 12 games. Then you got to have two guys that can give you 14 to 15 and keep you in those games to give your bullpen the time to close it or give your offensive time to come back and win it. If you don't have that, you're not going to win. Well, it never changes. It really doesn't. A good buddy of ours, Joe Lembeck, always says, the only league that pitching isn't the most important element is T-ball. Oh, and there's no question. He's 100% correct. And, I and I mean, you, you just look at the teams that win. Look at what Washington did. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a great World Series, but look, you know, Washington had the dudes. Yeah, and so did Houston. And, and they went out and won. won. I mean, you know, everybody's second guess is taking Grinky out of the game. Okay, you took him out of the game after 89 pitches because somebody up in the department said when he throws 92, he's going to get crushed. Yeah, I mean, it's nine pitch ninety two. I'm going to run the gamble. It's the World Series, seventh game. He's giving up one hit on a home run. I'm good. I'm leaving him out there. But again, that's where analytics and all that's that's for a whole other show, Drew. But that's analytics. Yeah. We're just taking that role away from the game. Hey, we'll do that on the next one, Georgie. It's always great. Love you, brother. Take care. All right, buddy. Love you too. Have a good night. It's the Drew Goodman podcast with Julie Brownman. Did Saints get bleeped again? Uh, not as bad. Not as bad. Would you have called if you were if you were the back judge there? Would you have called offensive pass interference? Probably. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I don't think it was. A, it was. It wasn't as bad. It wasn't. It certainly wasn't as egregious as the, yeah. the previous year. Yeah, I don't. No, I don't think that was the game story. Yeah. I didn't feel like this. No, year. and you know who also agreed with you? Hmm. More importantly, who the head coach of the New Orleans Saints agreed with you? Well, we go hand in hand. I know you, Sean Payton and Sean I. Are very Payton, good Sean Payton said, "Hey, they deserve to win." Yeah, and he didn't get get on a soapbox. It. You know, all good things come to an end. We were talking earlier about Tom Brady. Love Drew Brees. You got to love, if you're a football fan, you got to love Tom Brady, right? Mm -hmm. um, and now the postseason is without the 240 plus year old iconic quarterbacks. And we'll see. It's a new breed, man. It's Russell Wilson. And now maybe it's Lamar Jackson. It's a new breed. I got something for you, real quick. I wanted to what ask you. What do you got, this. Drew? Got, well, this is, hey, hear me out. Okay. And I'm going to remove hockey from this because hockey, We, you and I both love hockey. Um, and we, and we, Died in the wool avalanche fans. We can be that way because we're not covering them on a yeah. regular basis. But um, you know, it's a that's a North, truly North American sport. It's you know it's the national sport of Canada, yeah. etc. So looking at at the NFL, Julie, Major League Baseball, and the NBA. If I told you, um, give me the flagship franchise, you could only pick one. And and hear me out now. I'm going to ask you. What's the flagship franchise in Major League Baseball? Oh, it hurt my head. Yankees. Yeah, yeah okay. right. They have twenty-seven yeah. world champions. The Yankees. Yeah, I know you. You're smiling. Well, oh, you don't like the Yankees. That's well, right. I, okay. I grew up hating the Yankees. Okay, um, but it, they are. They're the flagship. You, if, if we were sitting here in in Shanghai and you said, "Hey, name a baseball <laughs> team," they, they, people, if they could name one team, they'd say the New York Yankees. Right? I think there's a couple podcasts listening in Shanghai. I'm not lying. Good. That's great. We're right. big in Shanghai. Okay. Want to get bigger in Denver too? <laughs> yeah, we um, do. <laughs> right. So, NBA. Give me. Who would you pick as your flagship franchise? You know what? They might. I. I say Lakers. Although the last few years, you know, they, they haven't been as good. But you still. I'm with you. Yeah. You, you. You've now answered. If you were asking me this, I would say the Lakers. The Lake. Okay. So for hockey, are we going to say Pittsburgh? Well, Hockey's I was. I was. I was eliminating hockey because oh, oh, we're it's, eliminating it's hockey. a little okay. more. Difficult to, yeah. To you'd probably say Mo the Montreal Canadiens, okay. I, I would think, or Boston, per perhaps. But it's mm -hmm. pretty clear in baseball, it's yeah, it's the Yankees, and in basketball, maybe less definitive. But I still think most people would say the Lakers. All right, name me now. You know where I'm going in the NFL. Name me the flagship franchise that seems to always garner interest, whether you love them or hate them. New England. I, I, you could make a case for New England because of their greatness the last 20 years. Are you saying, gonna, you want me to say Dallas, don't you? It's the Dallas friggin' Cowboys. Mm -hmm. Think about that. In, in Self-anointed many, many years ago when yeah. Tom Landry was there, not that he did it, yeah. America's team. Yeah, don't tell me that. I don't live in, yeah, it's not my team. It's not, it's not my team. I mean, I right. hated them my whole life growing up because you know I'm a New York Giant fan. They're in right. the NFC East for years. Great rivalry, right? Which is interesting because they really haven't been that great in past in no, the no, recently, right? No. They evidently hired Mike McCarthy to replace right. Jason Garrett. Right. Big friggin' news. A lot bigger than, you know, when Carolina hires a new coach. The yeah. Redskins sign, you know, hired yeah, you're Ron right. Rivera. This was a big deal. That also has to do with, yeah, America's team and their owner is a little bit larger than life, although his plastic surgeon is terrible. Um, <laughs> I mean, right? Am I wrong? Um, when the skin gets stretched to a point <laughs> that um, you look like saran wrap. But he's part of it. He really is. He's kind of yeah, large. He is he, part of it. He's part of it. Um, yeah, I'm glad they pulled the trigger on that. If That would be terrible to be Jason Garrett. Like, 
back and forth and back and forth. And I don't know if he's going to stay with the organization, but yeah, that was, that was big news. Okay. So let me ask you this before I we just take I think that break. was interesting. Didn't yeah. You? yeah. Okay. For sure. You're Thanks very interesting. You are very me. interesting to me, Drew. Yeah. Um, as we look towards again. <laughs> this weekend, uh, for the NFL divisional round, which game do you think would be the most entertaining? Saturday, we've got the Vikings at the 49ers and the Titans at the Ravens. Sunday, the Texans at the Chiefs and the Seahawks at the Packers. Which game, if you could only pick one. Let me look at these again. I okay, I write very small. Vikings at the 49ers, Titans at the Ravens, or Texans at the Chiefs, or Seahawks at the Packers. I think Seahawks at the Packers. I, I'm i with you. I'm not going to go too in-depth, but I think Seahawks, Russell Wilson is probably, you know, we talked a lot about Tom Brady today, a little bit mm-hmm. about Drew Brees. Russell Wilson may be the next face of the NFL. Right, mm, I think Patrick Mahomes is the next face. I think Russell Wilson but, would have but, already but, been the face. But okay, but Russell's had a lot of success, and yeah. Patrick Mahomes hadn't won anything yet. I love Patrick Mahomes. He hadn't won anything yet. You're right. Russell Wilson's already won a Super Bowl. Probably could have, would have, should have won another one if not for the interception against New England. He's going to, you know, he's in. They're down to the final eight, right? Yeah. I love football. I know you're the baseball guy. No, I love. You know, I love football too. I'm. I. I don't love how the game is officiated at the NFL level, but I, Julie, you hard pressed to find a bigger football fan than me. Can't wait for the co- you know LSU and Clemson. Right, I'm more excited about that than any of these playoff games. By the way, who do you got in that game? But Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson. So I'm with you to answer your question. Who do I have in that game? Yeah, I think it's going to be a fantastic game. I have LSU. Close game. I think it's a close game. I think they're going to be points scored, which will make it really entertaining. But I think LSU wins. It's a it's a friggin' home game for LSU. Also, that's a good point. All right, we're going to take most a break. of the points you'll find that I make, Julie, are, are good great points. I always say that are good points. Another good point we'd like to make is our uh, welcoming our new sponsor, Boyer's Coffee. This is actually so you know I work. I'm, I'm going to say that every time I work by Boyer's, which and is you go at, there. It's like your other office. It is. I have what they have a punch card. That I've been able to redeem. Do you do those at places? Do you do the? I I where I work out at Lifetime because uh-huh. I get a uh, you know shake smoothie or whatever from mm-hmm. there, and they get and I always forget to get the punch card. So now I just collect the cards, and then I'm just going to give them ten. I go here you go. <laughs> so I have a punch card at Boyer's, which you've never been. It's seventy to ninety five Washington Street. It's fantastic. It's if you're looking for a local coffee shop to go. Um, and hang out and do your work. It's a great place to go. This month, you know, Boyer's Coffee, they have their flavor of the month. I can't wait to try this. I'm actually going to try it tomorrow. It's Amaretto. It sells out um, all the time. As soon as they get it on the shelves, you can go to the store at 7295 Washington Street or go to their online store at boyerscoffee.com. The Drew Goodman Podcast with Julie Brownman is sponsored in part by Boyer's Coffee. And Drew and Julie are giving you the chance right now to win $50 in Boyer's Coffee. Entering is easy. First, leave a review for the Drew Goodman Podcast at iTunes or Spotify. Then, take a screenshot of your very kind review and upload it at the thedrewgoodmanpodcast.com. That's thedrewgoodmanpodcast.com. Click on contact. And thanks from Boyer's Coffee. And the Drew Goodman Podcast with Julie Brahman. Uh So $50 in Boyer's Coffee. You know what? If you have some time, if you live in that area, head over there, 7295 Washington Street. You can also find Boyer's Coffee at boyerscoffee.com. Also in the stores. You cannot find, however, Amaretto in the stores. You have to go either online or you have to go um, 
to the store. So, and we're big, you know what? They're an official sponsor of the Colorado Rockies, as is Ideal Home Loans. So we'd like to have a big family there. Okay. Are you ready to play a game? Yeah. Okay. Will you tap dance for me, which I ask you to do all the time so that I can find the game? Did I tell you the story about when Frazier, um, I got so many George stories. Okay. I found the game. I was going to tell you one time we were going out to eat and I'm a food snob. You know that, right? Yeah. So I had a group of people and George was with us and we we're going out to eat dinner uh-huh. and, and George is a big diner guy. And George quit after two blocks because I looked at a couple of menus. I go, no, not this. He goes, I'm going to the diner. He goes, I'll be done before you guys even find a restaurant. Sure (laughs) enough, we walked around the block like 25 minutes later. People are really getting pissed at me. And Frazier's paying the bill. He'd gone to the diner. We still hadn't (laughs) even found a restaurant. Okay, word association. Nathan McKinnon. I love what he said today. He was asked about winning the points title. And he said... Typically, the person who wins the points title is not on the Stanley Cup champion. He goes, I'm trying to win a Stanley Cup with my teammates. He said, you know, those things are all well and nice and good, Mm -hmm. but I'm about winning a championship. He may win both, though. (laughs) That dude's incredible. Yeah, just won uh, one of the third stars of the week. Uh, Jadavian Clowney. Um, I still think I I know where you're going with that, the hit. yeah, against Philadelphia, I don't. I, I he's not. He hasn't been to me a dirty player, mm-hmm. and the rules are so different. I think the players still are adjusting um, to such an aggressive, violent sport. Jadavian Clowney, I'd, I'd just like to see him more consistent because his talent, you know, is otherworldly. You didn't think that was a dirty hit? I don't think it. I don't think it was super, super dirty. No, <laughs> super, super dirty. That sounds like something else. Uh, Golden Globes. Golden Globes. I like a good movie like all of you out there. I wish Hollywood actors, for the most part, don't want to paint with too broad a brush, Julie. I wish they were a little less self-absorbed. Did you watch them? I did not watch any. I did read a little bit about the highlights. A movie that I just saw recently. Mm -hmm. Um once Upon a Time, the Quentin Tarantino movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. It won, I understand, won several awards or at least one. Would you one recommend it? Well, yeah. I mean, it's entertaining. It's different. It's like Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. He's an acquired and taste. Brad Pitt, who won. In a, Brad Pitt uh, was excellent. He's also it's a great a taste. Why are you looking over at Tristan there? Because <laughs> it's Brad me? Pitt. Okay. Um, oh, okay. So since you went there, if you could date. Going to keep it a date, okay? We're going to keep this podcast. That's not as much fun, but go ahead. Okay, you want to go R-rated? No. If you could do... No, sorry, Julie. Sorry. You're so funny. Okay, yeah. yeah. If you could date, pick any Hollywood star currently, would Brad Pitt be number one? He's up there, because he's age appropriate, too. How old is Brad Pitt? He's older than I am, which makes me feel better about myself. Um, He's mid-50s, I think. Wade Phillips. Did I miss something? Did Wade is Wade he's, retiring? No, he's um they his they're not renewing his contract in LA. He still wants to coach. I don't know how old Wade is now. I think he can still coach. Oh, for sure. I love Wade. Well, you want to know what? Somebody's going to get themselves a hell of a defensive I totally coordinator agree. and the ultimate Julie, the ultimate players coach. Yeah, there's never been a guy that I've ever heard of or could imagine who played for Wade Phillips and didn't adore him. And guess what? He's really good defensively. Speaking of adoring, I adore you, but we're at the end of the podcast. You are going to have to go to confession. (laughs) See you next week. See you next week. (laughs) 